Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to another Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. And apologies for no Get a Grip last week. Uh, you know, occasionally, we're just both going to be in different parts of the world, and that's going to happen. But, uh, Max, I don't want this to be the trend. I don't want the trend to be we don't do a podcast, and then you go out there and shoot 65-65 on the weekend, man. That that can't be the good, positive vibes that you want to go in from the pod. Yeah, n- no worries there. I'm not, I'm not going to... Uh... I'm not going to get superstitious and completely uh, banish the podcast <laughs> because I finally played well when we didn't have a pod. But uh, no, it was nice to play good. Um, I did miss doing our podcast, but we finally had a week where we were both, you know, on the road and playing golf. So that has fortunately not happened yet. Um, but yeah, we had to take advantage. Yeah, I mean, I thought it would, we'd run into this issue more. You know, I mean, I thought this would be something. Obviously, with the with the summer schedule we had, we might have a little bit more. Uh, you know, just kind of trouble getting together, but uh, hadn't really been the case outside of this week. So, uh, first, by the way, first event in your thirties, and, oh, uh, and finish. <laughs> yeah, you finish right. You're gonna maybe thirties is is the is that's the time for Max. Maybe maybe you're a thirty year old golfer. I mean, Dustin won his his you know Masters in his thirties. I mean, you see guys peak in their early to mid thirties, and maybe maybe that's you, buddy. Yeah, I've definitely. Uh... I've I've heard the old rumor that uh, 30s is your uh, sweet spot for golf. Um, You know, would have been nice to have a little bit of a sweet spot in my 20s. Um, But I mean, if I get real hot in my 30s, you know, I'll take it. I'm ready to play this game for a little while. Um, Not a great week to be, you know, old, um, considering this week was soft. And you're like sloshing through the water. I definitely felt older. My legs were tired. Um, I was tired, um, but yeah, you know, experience is key and I I'm officially experienced, I think as a 30 year old. All right. So let's, let's go through the week and especially the weekend, because I mean, I I'm, I'm assuming you've probably done something similar like this before, but, uh, not since we've done the podcast, you had a run of 11 birdies and 13 holes to finish your third round. You made five in a row on the front nine of, of El Chameleon. And then you came back out in that final round and we're, uh, we're red hot to start. As 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 good a run as you can remember having. I mean, I I can't think of something where you were that hot. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that. I told Joe I'm not sure I've ever been ten through eleven and then eleven through thirteen. <laughs> um, that was bananas. Yesterday, Saturday, when we were finishing up, Joe, when we walked off uh, our last hole number nine, he said, uh, "You know, can we keep playing?" <laughs> uh, and I said, "Let's go do our, you know, as me you." Uh, Joe and Skov came up with our E9 alternate shot. I said, right, right, play right. A little alternate shot. I'll putt for everybody. You guys hit uh, as a little joke. And then coming out this morning, I parred one, which was incredibly disappointing considering I was coming off of uh, five in a row. And then I got, I, I got incredibly hot. I played the exact, not exact opposite, but when I finished Saturday, I made a lot of putts. I made like three 15 to 20 footers. I made one, you know, five footer. But for the most part, I was making, you know, 12 to 20 footers. And then this morning I hit it to like five inches on two, hit it to like three feet on three, hit it to like five feet on four, uh, five feet on five, six feet on six. And I was just like, geez, Louise, like I <laughs> cannot miss at the moment with the irons or yesterday, the day before I couldn't miss with the putter. Um, I made a horrible 
par on seven, all things considered, and then backed it up with a birdie on eight. So it just felt like it was cruising, you know, it was smooth sailing. It was fun to play like that. Um, I feel like Kimber, what hole it was on, but I had a birdie. Put, I think it was six. I had this birdie putt and it's, it's odd. I think anybody who's played golf, I don't know what, you know, I don't really care what your hot, like your heater is, you know, for me, obviously it was this for some people who play average golf, you know, maybe it's uh shout out to club pro guy, but making like seven pars in a row, whatever your heater is again, the beauty of golf, we all have the same feeling I had. You start to think, Hey, I'm on a bit of a heater. And I was reading the putt on six and it was downhill. It was a, kind of a tricky putt for six feet. And, you know, as I've just been making all of these birdies and all these putts, you, you kind of are fighting the feeling or the thought of like, this has to stop at some point, like this right. kind of has to stop. So I was over this putt and I had to wait a little bit and I'm over the, or I'm, I'm reading the putt and I could feel my brain kind of like going in that direction of, you know, if you miss, it's okay. You know, like you're playing great. Whatever. And I felt it. And I just remember I was like cussing myself out of my head. I'm like, listen, you've been waiting for six months to play like this. Like, (laughs) can we please just take advantage of it? Because I know, you know, if you listen to this podcast, you know, you obviously know Shane is one of my close buddies, but I know some people on the podcast know this too. But to all my friends, I guess, uh, the, the inner circle get it. Like, I've been working so freaking hard for. I mean, I would say this entire last seven months, but especially these last three, four months, and it's been a grind and I've been doing everything I possibly can to get better. And it just hasn't really clicked in the tournament. Um, And after Thursday, that's what I felt. I I was very down in the dumps. I just felt like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like I'm doing, I I feel like I'm doing all the things I need to do. And I understand that even if I'm getting better, you know, that's all that I care about, but it would be nice to see a result before, you know, go on break. So I just remember I was standing on the fourth green, my 13th hole on Saturday. And I looked at the board and I was in 51st place. And I was just like, not exactly disgusted because I knew I was actually playing pretty well. It just wasn't all clicking. I obviously had a bad Thursday, but looked at it at 51st. And I was like, this is just what a waste of a week. And I thought to myself, all right, you know, five, six, seven, eight are not very hard. You're going to birdie four of them. We're going to go in four under in the last five. And, you know, we'll at least be in a position where on Sunday you play great and you can put yourself in a good spot. And I ended up birdieing the last five and then kept it going today. So it was fun. Um, you know, I've had a, I had a coaching change this year. I, I hired Mark Blackburn a couple of weeks ago, uh, went to his place in Alabama last week, um, worked really hard there. And saw a lot of results um, on the course this week. So that's what you're looking for. 12th wasn't exactly what um, the main goal for the week. But in general, it was nice. Like I said, it's nice to feel like you're being rewarded for um, a lot of hard work, not just a week's worth, you know, like over time. And um, I've, I've been the miscut king uh, by one. And uh, someone uh, finally let me uh, let me into the weekend and, uh, you know, got it going. So. Maybe a little momentum for next season. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you played so well early in the year and you were, you know, you you had a, a great event after the restart. But uh, as you said, you, you were missing cuts by one. How important is this for you? And, and, you know, you get the questions a lot. How important is this for you in terms of your confidence? I mean, confidence, you know, the next event you play is what, a month away or five weeks away? I mean, it's not next week. You kind of got a, a hard stop right now for, for schedule. But just to your point, to put in the hard work and you talked a lot on this podcast about how close you are. And then if you go out there and miss a cut by one, I feel like if you're, if you're listening to that, you might not totally understand 
you know, what you're talking about, Max. But I mean, I had a few people on Twitter today say, this is what he's been mentioning. You know, he's close. He's close. It's, it's close to clicking. And then you get a run like you had on the weekend. You shoot 65, 65. I call it the Kepka. That was a, what Kepka did to win, I think his first PJ tour event at the waste management back in the day before he was big, famous major Kepka. But you know, you, you do, you get this to at least look back on from the end of your season. It has to feel so great for you to have an event like this, especially after starting like you did on Thursday. Yeah, totally. I think what's difficult is um, given like this podcast that I love doing is and every week I try to be as honest as I can. And I feel like for the last five or so weeks, I've been saying I'm very close. And right. I mean that, um, you know, there were weeks in, in between or uh, prior to that where I did not feel very close. I obviously played well in Minnesota and got third, but even going into that week and then after that week, I didn't feel like my game was tight. It just was, I mean, I, I do think that I'm a pretty good golfer. So when I get it clicking, like I can play well, um, obviously did that week, but uh, in the last five weeks or so, especially since Bermuda or the week prior to Bermuda, I, my games just felt really good. I've been going home uh, and playing some awesome golf, shooting some really, really low numbers, um, really like, you know, almost, almost like kind of brain dead type golf, just swinging it, hitting it, knowing, knowing I'm going to make some putts. I haven't been putting it very well, I guess has, has been the main issue. Bermuda, I did actually put it well, but then Houston, I put it bad and still played okay. And then uh, Augusta, I didn't put it great. I also, you know, had a few too many high numbers, but like that was the ultimate, like I'm close week. I had three doubles, missed a cut by one and felt like nothing went my way. Um, so it's hard to come on this podcast every week and say I'm close and expect people to believe me. Um, obviously that's not why I'm saying it, but, uh, like, that's how I, that's how you believe it. I do believe it. And and I guess it's not my job to make other people believe it, but uh, it would be nice to show it here and there, because like I said, uh, I've been putting in good work with Mark Blackburn. Um, we've been working on, especially, you know, like if you just look at specific areas, we've been working on my wedge play a lot and I've been working on it a ton at home. So when I come out to a course like this, if you, drive the ball well, uh, you're going to have a, a lot of wedges, especially on the front nine. And I thought that, uh, you know, obviously the end of Saturday and then end of today, uh, playing the same nine, two times in a row, I had the, you know, a bunch of wedges. And especially this morning, you know, I come out and I, like I said earlier, I mean, I stoned it on like, I think I had today, I had eight or nine putts inside of 10 feet for birdie, which is pretty outrageous. I think seven of my first eight holes, I had putts inside of 10 feet for birdie which is awesome. And and that's the stuff I've been really working on. So that's the stuff I guess I talk about when I'm close. Um, you know, the specific areas I'm I'm working on are getting there and I feel good about them. Um, I, I think that the putter has kind of not shown that uh, as much. Like I played pretty well Thursday. I did not put it well. And I got kind of a shitty draw. Uh, I'm not complaining because ha- I'm sure I've been on the better side of it more often than not. But we saw that our way played one and a half strokes harder. And it's just because Thursday was quite windy. Um, and then in the afternoon, I just don't think it was as windy. I'm not really sure. Um, but like I hit it really well that Thursday morning. I just put it bad and it was windy. So I wasn't very close to the hole. So I tried not to get too down, but, you know, I tried, you know, try to just play my ass off Friday to make the cut. And uh, so that's the stuff, you know, when you're close, it feels like kind of the world's against you a little bit. The golf world's against you a little bit. So to overcome that on Friday, uh, make the cut, give myself a chance to, I guess, not really show, you know, in the rankings or anything or, or, or show to, to anybody other than me, but just to get 
not reps in as practice, but reps in is like, watch this. Like, I know this is clicking. Like it feels <laughs> great. Like everything feels good. So to finally get that chance, not only to do it, but then to follow it up with, you know, what I did the last couple of days was nice. Cause I don't know. I mean, when you work, when you make little changes and when I've been working, like I said, working with Mark on little stuff and working with Joe on stuff and, and working on my body, like you want to see that what you're doing is paying dividends somewhere. Uh, and, and for a while it just hasn't felt like that, even though I, I know that I'm on the right track. So I got in this groove on the weekend where this is how I've been playing at home at Silverleaf for Whisperocker with UF Phoenix. So that's, um that's, what's nice, you know, cause like, we played together a week ago and I didn't score very low, but I drove the hell out of it. Like yeah, I you couldn't, did. I drove it so well. So it's like when I showed up Thursday, I wasn't driving it quite as well. It didn't feel way off, but it didn't, wasn't as well. And I was like been driving it like that kind of the whole time I've been home. And even like, you know, at, at Augusta, I drove it quite well. So it's like, all right, like, why is this not happening? But I, I was semi-patient drove it great on Friday and then just kind of like played great since then. And that's the stuff. Um, like you said, I don't think it's confidence. Cause like to your point, confidence goes in waves. If you took me at, you know, at a, any point today and yesterday, I would have played anybody in the world for whatever they wanted. Like I, your confidence is as high as it can get. And then at times, even in that stretch, like maybe on the 14th hole, maybe my confidence isn't quite as high. So like confidence is tough. I didn't need this for my confidence. I needed this more so, um, for peace of mind, I think to yeah, go yeah. into this break, you're working on and, the right stuff. And exactly. it's like, it, it's, it's about it, to your point. I mean, it results eventually come, but if they're not coming, then the frustration <laughs> grows, you know? And it's yeah. like, I swear I'm hitting it good. You know, it's like, you're saying I'm you're, you're not, you don't need to convince yourself and you're, and it's not your job to convince the world, the world being a very small percentage of the world sure. that listens <laughs> to this podcast. Thank you, by the way, for listening to the podcast, but you know, I mean, it, it is so nice to look at the board and go, okay, there you go. T12, 65s. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, 30 on the front. I mean, it it, it is, again, it, it, this sport, this game, I always, when I was, you know, a more confident young 20-year-old ages ago, and uh, and I was considering trying to play golf for a living, I always went back to one thing. Golf really is numbers. I mean, uh, over everything else that we di- we dive deep into, smash factor and how how you're hitting the ball and ball speed and club speed and and everything that you think about day-to-day and pro golfers think about day-to-day it's a numbers game and this week you shot good numbers especially on the weekend this is kind of what i was thinking about today golf is super complicated uh as a sport and even in your own like personal golf game it's complicated i don't care what you're working on in your swing i'm sure it's complicated even if you simplify it down it is a complicated thought so do you ever think this like as complicated as it is, you almost like go through this wall where you go, everyone has figured it out, quote unquote, right? Like, oh, Max, I figured it. it out. You'll say, I'll say that to you, Shane, I figured out putting. And you're like, yeah, of course. Then like, you know, an hour later, a day later, you're like, I lost it. <laughs> I love, love like, that you said an hour later. <laughs> yeah, it could be an hour later. I've seen it before. So have you, don't you feel like, it goes through that wave of like you have it has to be complicated for a minute or or I mean by a minute I mean like however long that that may take but then at some point once you get into like a competitive round whether that be a money game you're playing or you know obviously your four ball qualifier qualifier all of a sudden it just becomes like incredibly simple like do you feel that like do you get that way where it's like all of a sudden you're like 
wow, this is so simple, even though you know that it's complicated. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel like I played that way at the Arizona Open this summer. You know, I, I played an Arizona Open. I, I bogeyed the last hole, but I was bogey-free. I knew kind of where I needed to shoot. You know, I, I knew the number, and I just felt like I knew I was going to put a shot here, and I could I could hit my iron under the hole. And then, to your point about the four-ball qualifier that we'll get into in a little bit, you know, in that round, I never one time felt comfortable the entire round. Of golf yeah, four and a half hours. More, and I, I guess that's more often more. That, correct. That's more frequent than the other way. Yeah. And, 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 and I go through those waves where some days it does feel it, it almost feels too simple. You know, where you have <laughs> yeah. a wedge. What, what I find so crazy is that you can go from one hole and two holes later have the oh, exact same club in the exact same number and everything feel different. That that are those are the things that I can't explain to my wife, you know, who is not a golfer. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I can't hammer that home like <laughs> like man, oh, I really wish I wouldn't have bogeyed the last <laughs> hole and you're like Yeah, it's a 7 iron. You know, it's a 7 iron from, you know, 185 and I I hit it 40 yards right of the green and I just hit it to 2 feet. So, absolutely. I mean, it it, it is so crazy how oh, I mean, I and I'm sure other sports feel this way. I I just I don't, I don't know, know if, if I, the, I don't know if it's as I don't know, man. It's so this is not a reactionary sport. I, I, I I've said this, my, you know, for the last probably 10 years or so, as I've like gotten into the professional golf game where I'm p- making putts or, or having putts for tons of money. Like, I know it's not like it's mine yet, but it, you know, you have putts on holes for fifty, hundred thousand dollars Of times. course. But you're sitting there thinking about it for seven minutes. Whereas like, <laughs> I, I mean, everybody knows one of my favorite athletes ever, most influential to me, Kobe Bryant, known as a clutch basketball player. I will not argue that he is not a clutch basketball player. That's not my point. Michael Jordan, probably the clutchest of all time, right? Like it's the guys you just want. Michael Jordan, even today, I'm sure like if you had an eight foot putt for birdie, like you want Michael shoot uh, putting it, you know? But in, <laughs> it's hard for me to think that there's a clutch gene stronger than a golf clutch gene because in basketball, I could be nervous. And I guess I'm maybe speaking like out of the side of my mouth here. I don't really know, but I could be nervous, but once, you know, whistle blows time to go, it's like, well, can't shoot whatever. Like it's hard to, if you have a free throw, maybe kickers in the NFL, maybe a little more, but it's like hard to be get tight. Whereas in golf, Everything is your every you're iced on every shot. I mean, a coach is calling a timeout on every single shot you hit because you've got a minute and a half to walk to it. It's like in golf today. Like I hit it so well, those first six, seven or eight holes, I guess I was like consistently the last one to putt, which means I'm waiting literally the longest (laughs) to hit my putt. I'm like self icing myself. Like you said, the entire day, it's such an odd, it's such an odd game mentally. I think I'm getting better. (laughs) self that part of like good. yeah shutting it down but like <laughs> even today like uh on the range this morning i had like um a really good uh, this is gonna sound stupid but a really good wedge warm-up like i w- when i was hitting my little wedges like they were just painting the flag and they were flighted the same window every time and i was like oh my wedges feel good and i got onto like you know third hole after i made birdie on two i got on the third hole and i have this little wedge shot and it's like almost like in my head i could notice myself trying to complicate it and like, think of like the little positions here and there that I've been working on to, I've been working on hitting my wedges lower. So little positions I had to, like, I, I nearly audibly told myself to shut the fuck up <laughs> because I was like <laughs> 20 minutes ago, you're talking about how easy this is and how autopilot right. it feels. And as I guess as golfers, we just automatically try to make things more complicated. Like you said before, <laughs> like you could hit the same 
eight iron, uh, you know, on 13 and then have it again on 14 and all of a sudden think on 14, like, well, <laughs> what could I have done different? It's like, dude, like just do that again, <laughs> whatever it is, do it again. Just make that swing, that swing work. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, just as a golfer that uh, at times has struggled to find fairways with a driver, uh, is this <laughs> golf course stressful on, on every tee? It's high, high key stress. All day. Like, I mean, it's a resort golf course, Max. <laughs> yeah, like, what, are the, what is a 15 <laughs> yeah. handicap shooting there? A trillion and a half. Um, <laughs> it, it's like, it's such a, I get, I, ne- I never got to play here in the spring because it was before I think I turned pro, but I guess it used to be firm and fast, which would be fun to play. But given how soft it is, the only way like the scores wouldn't be astronomically low is wind. And then that the course demands like a lot of precision. What's funny is when I, uh, so I played here in 2014, my rookie year on tour. And back I in your twenties. 20. Yeah. <laughs> way back then. And then I played <laughs> here in 2017, which for me was the worst year of golf I've ever had. And what's funny is like, I played okay. The first time I was here, I think I got 30th. And then the last time I was here, 2017, I was going through my little, you know, swing issues. And I just remember this place being the most narrow golf course on the planet. So when I show back up at a lot of courses from those years, I kind of always <laughs> joke with Joe about how much wider open they look than I remember them. <laughs> this, this golf course looks easy. It looks easy. But to to that point, it was way wider tree to tree, hazard to hazard. But the fairways here are super narrow. Like, but I guess the main goal on this golf course is keeping it between the hazards um, which is narrow, but it is not crazy. Um, but like, you know, like you mentioned, it, it's stress. Like you, you see the red stakes, you see the oh. push, and it's on any hole in the world. I mean, even you look at the 15th hole is a part three. It's like their signature hole where the wedding was going on and whatnot. And, uh, and <laughs> but like, you look that. at it's that while. and it's like, it's not a very hard hole, but you block it eight yards, right. With an eight iron and you're on the beach. Not in the wedding. You're just in, <laughs> intruding upon the wedding. You might, might be in the wedding. So you're constantly stressed out. 17, 18, you know, today, Camilo Vijegas, um, you know, is cruising pretty well. I think it was probably two or three under for the day. And on 18, which is, again, it, it's a good golf hole. It's pretty difficult. Um, I wouldn't call it crazy narrow tree to tree. The fairway is super narrow. But you can't miss it left because, uh, you know, you get over near the range and right is trees and he hit it right and you know makes a double the ball's like you know lodged in the jungle and it's just that's on every shot so it's a very interesting golf course i would say five probably played five or 13 played the easiest 13 probably did but five is a very short easy par five but the tee shot is insanely tight and and visually intimidating so this is that's the golf course you keep the ball in play i feel like you would score really well uh, I think, you know, I, I would wonder the numbers, but I didn't hit any balls. I hit one ball onto like into the trees this week, but never had to, uh, you know, drop or anything. I feel like that's a, that's a big part of the week. Um, but a lot of it is mental. Like you have to get over. I, I would bet that the guys this year who have struggled off the tee, um, 
came here and I bet you it looked a lot more narrow than guys who have not struggled off the tee. So yeah. I guess that's my point. And it's been a benefit for me. Like I said, from 2017 is coming to these places. Every place looks a lot wider than I remember. So I come to these places. I'm like, this is an easy tee shot. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do a big junior golf uh, podcast next week where we answer a lot of junior golfer questions, but uh, Max just giving away a little secret. If you want to make courses look easier, <laughs> then go through a really bad year and then you come back and it's great. Uh, your wife posted on Instagram that she almost stepped on an iguana. It made me ask you, I have to ask you this question every time you go to this event or anybody goes to this event, but what was your species of animal count for the week? How many different species do you think you saw? Man, I saw, I didn't see the monkeys. Like, ten, like, are you saying, do you think you saw like 10 different animals? Ten. I mean, cause they, this, this event loves talking. They about love the animals. The animals. As I, it should. As it should. I don't know if I saw 10. Um, I probably saw at least five though. I mean, I had to look at Lacey asked me if there was a spider on her back at one point. Um, there's obviously a lot of iguanas. Was there? there no, there wasn't, but it must've been for a second. There's the Cody, I think they're called those little like panda fox monkeys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we called them poxies, me and Gino Benali. Um, I'm going to say at least five though, because we saw Falcon. <laughs> There's a lot of animals out here, man. This is, I mean, this place is really cool. This is a place you kind of want to come uh, to for vacation. Um, like you mentioned earlier, you don't want to play the golf course. If you're just trying to have a good time. I just, it just, I mean, again, I mean, I, I, I go on vacations, you know, when there's a golf course there and you play it cause it's there. And, and yeah. I just, as I'm watching, you know, the eighth best player in the world and the 14th best player in the world dropping on half the holes. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do it. You know, I just, I think I might just get in a cart and drive around. This would be the worst. Like you go on vacation with Cindy and all, all your family and her family. And you grab, you know, your in-laws who decide they, they like golf and you buy a box of balls and then you have to buy another one after six. And you're like, this is supposed to be just a fun resort day. And uh, this is no longer enjoyable. <laughs> I got it. Three irons off the tees. You're eight over through seven. Just like, man, can I break 80 today? I just feel like I'm on the number right now. I need to make some birdies. And your father in. was like, wait, you said you've been playing well. And you're like, yeah, I yeah. hate golf. <laughs> oh, uh, I so so I had a round like that. Uh, I always say last year. I don't. Have you been doing this? I say last year for 2018 because 2020 doesn't really count. I thought you were going to say last year for like pre-COVID quarantine because <laughs> that's how I <laughs> well, think I, I've been doing. It. Every time I say last year, it was two years ago. But this year doesn't really count because nothing we've count. done. Nothing. Nothing counts. Um, so two years ago, I did. We did our baby moon in Hawaii. And I played golf a couple days at the course there at the Four Seasons. Unbelievable place. It was awesome. Great week. All that stuff. I'm eating lunch next to a fella who is a member across the street at a golf course called Nenea. Oh, Nenea nice, is like, nice. Oh, yeah. Place. Like top, top 30 course in the yeah. country. And David McClay kid. And, you know, it's a Schwab deal they built on the mountain in a lease. It's crazy. But it was beautiful. Guys like invites me to play golf at Nenea the next day. Right. So it's like. Auto, yes. Don't care what we're doing. As long as we're not having the baby, I'm playing golf. <laughs> and uh, the first six or seven holes, Max, I am hitting it everywhere. <laughs> and it's the high, wispy grass. Like, it's yeah. kind of the windy, wispy grasses that you are never going to find a golf ball in. And, I mean, I'm like seven over through seven. And all I can think is this guy must think I'm so shitty at golf. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm having one of those days where it's like Everyone's I cannot keep it day. on the planet. And uh, some I, I it was respectable on the back nine. But I uh, those days are never fun when you're playing with a new person and it's it's going south. 
but that goes to but that also goes to like as as we've talked about i think no laying up talks about a lot on their podcast just it's impossible to rate a golf course if you played bad like correct uh, you have to be so impartial to somehow come up and be like, oh, that was a great day. <laughs> like if you shot 80, like that. No, like I hate this place. I don't care how good it is. Like it still sucks. Yeah. Like you have to be so much more mature and confident in yourself to enjoy the day. When you're shooting <laughs> yeah, I'm not, like I don't I'm have that in yet. me. I'm like, no. F this. I hate this place. Get me off the <laughs> golf course. I got a, I got a friend of mine sucks. that had had a moment like this at Augusta National where oh, they really? were playing Augusta National, you know, roll the red carpet out. You get to play Augusta. Holy crap. And uh, and this guy's a really good player, single digit, like two, three, four handicap. Said he was like on ninety watch and wanted to walk <laughs> off. And it's like, hey man, you're playing Augusta. Like you just gotta you you've got to enjoy your day somehow. Enjoy your walk because if you don't, everybody you know in your life's gonna hate you. Oh yeah, you get kicked right in the teeth if you're that guy. How was Augusta? <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> oh, I played terrible. It was overrated. <laughs> yeah, you're out. You're dead to me. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. I just want to ask you one more question on the week because we've danced around this and I do have a singular question about especially your weekend, but I mean, I, I'd count Fridays around as well. What do you feel like when you're searching? Cause I texted you this last night and I, and you said kind of, you didn't really give me a, a, an exact answer. What do you feel like worked well for you this week? It could be multiple things that maybe haven't been working or haven't been as close to as sharp as they were this week that you feel like you're proud of that you're excited about that you're going to build on. Yeah. Um, I guess there's a couple of the wedges, like I mentioned, um, were really dialed, like just more tighter, specific, tighter. Um, I've always struggled. They're all not always, but I've recently struggled with like, a last two, three years, we've been trying to get like this left miss out of the wedges, which you never want to miss a wedge, you know, offline, obviously, but it's going to happen. But when you're missing them left, it means they're going really long. Um, you know, it's kind of like what I guess Rory kind of deals with. He has so many of them, but like, that's where he's kind of, if he were to ever tighten that up, like that's when you see him win by, you know, yeah, 10 yeah. because, but it's, it's a tough miss because it's what makes you probably hit your longer clubs well, but isn't very functional with the short club. So, uh, getting to go up to wedge shots, a lot of them this week, I think I only missed one or two left and, and you have a lot of them. So being able to dial those in, I've been really working on bringing the flight down. So starting to see them come out of my window and then not have to think so much about the dispersion left and right was fun because I've been working a lot on the distances as home at home. But like I said, if you pull it, it's going to go further. And if you push it, it's going to go shorter. So you want to start them online. Um, so seeing that was nice um, to continue to drive it. Like I have been at home a little more. So like I didn't drive it amazing this week, but I also, like I said, I never hit one in the hazard, uh, which is fun because that means my misses are smaller, even if I don't feel great about it. My irons have been good. They've been some weeks great, some weeks average. Uh, the putter finally got hot. I guess that's more so what I was looking for, but that's not something I expect to be every week of my life, but closer this week. But I think the most proud I was, um, you know, was, was I had a plan this week. Uh, I talked to my buddy, Josh, uh, Josh Corrales from home, one of my like closest buddies since we were kids. And he, plays professional baseball he's a pitcher and typically a closer 
and we were uh, playing video games like a week and a half ago uh, and we were talking about it. And I just had mentioned like I was really fed up with my my mental approach to golf, not so much my attitude, really, but more like I struggle with being a little bit like lack of confidence, insecure or whatever in golf. And I told him I was really sick of it, man. Like I want to just go out and just, you know, make swings where I would just trust my mechanics. And if it didn't go well, then I would go and work on them later. You know, like we talk about on this all the time. Like just trust like what you're doing. It. Yeah. Go down in flames if you're going to go down, but stop hitting golf shots that you've never worked on in your life by like guiding it out there. And so he he was like, yo, I got some advice for you. Just kind of unsolicited. We admit, we talk all the time, but it just kind of unsolicited in a good way. And he's like, I've been thinking about this. He goes, I just want you to know, like he's had a long career. He's a year older than me and he's was on the Mariners for a little bit. And then he's been in Japan and in and, and Mexico here, right? In uh, Cancun and, been all over so he's had a kind of a run and he's like dude in my last like year or so he's like i just don't care anymore he's like i just throw the ball he's like beat me you know if i'm gonna throw my fast he throws it very hard he does like 98 (laughs) miles an hour but he's like beat me you know like hit this and he's like whatever happens happens and i just don't care anymore and i was like man like that's what i want like out of myself it's like and like so, go on the so first I, tee and throw your fastball you know and just like it. let's like, live and die by it yeah yeah and if you hit one out okay if you hit 13 or if you play 18 holes and you hit one out but you hit 17 holes worth of good shots you're gonna play well like you can make bogeys like i shot six under today with a bogey on the, one of the easier holes quote unquote like you can like it's all good but like let's not make these guys swing so i told joe after the round my most proud moment of the week was 17 today tee shot doesn't fit my eye i've been playing a cut it's a tree on the left like super tight it's not a very hard hole if you get the fairway at all like it's a sandwich but it's just a, a visually intimidating tee shot for anyone who's been here um like i said on the card it's nothing hole but today I had to hit three wood because we didn't have any helping wind and it just like i said it's just i'm uneasy and i remember walking in the shot thinking I, I wasn't nervous nervous but i was like a little bit apprehensive i guess and I just remember being like, what was your goal this week? It was to be Josh and just not care, you know, throw your fastball, throw whatever your go-to shot is and let's have some faith in it. And if it screws up, then we call Mark and we go work on it. And work I on want it, yep. to go down with confidence and I missed the fairway left, but I told Joe how proud I was of that swing because it was the mental stuff that I need to, it's a mental approach I need to have if I want to be Justin Thomas, in my opinion. Right. I believe that my physical stuff needs to get a little better, but I do feel like I'm on that. I know, I know where I'm going. I I, I got that. And not saying that I am just Thomas, but like, my point is, is that if I want to be there, that my brain has to let me hit great shots. Um, Because if my brain doesn't let me hit great shots, I'm just going to hit average golf shots forever. So that's okay. If you want to be average, but obviously if you're out here in this world, you don't want to. So that's the stuff I've seen to your question. That was the one I was most proud of. I saw physical things get better for sure. Um, but you can't practice what the mental part at home really because you just don't feel that anxiety or that that amped upness. So I've been seeing these things with my wedges and my driver and my irons and all this stuff. I've been seeing it at home. Like I said, when I played with you, like I was so stoked with how I drove it because like, I mean, it just felt like it was easy and that's how it's been feeling all the time. But I played your golf course, which is not, you know, my, you know, it's not my comfort zone. You know, I play a different one. And so like, that was cool to see physically I'm getting better, but I can't practice how I felt 
this week and, and to do it and, you know, think about the, the mental aspect of it, what Josh kind of told me, like, that was cool to see that. Like, that's the stuff that takes you from here to way up, you know, like guys like Justin, guys like Victor Hovland, guys like Tony Finau, guys like all the best in the world, uh, Rory, Dustin, Brooks, all the guys, like they have such a good ability to not care throw their fastball. Yeah. Throw your <laughs> fastball, whatever that is, you know? And it's like, yeah, I mean, gosh, it, it, being a pitcher is so cool when you're at the top level, like Kershaw will throw that curveball, and you, you might know it's coming, but it's like, he's daring you to hit it. And it's yeah. like, if you hit it, you're better than me. And at some point I have to look at the 17th hole on a golf course and be like, I'm beating you right now with my best stuff. And if I don't, I'm going to go back and work on my stuff, but I'll be ready at some point. So like, yeah. that's the fun stuff for me in tournaments when I do that. And I felt like I went through 72 holes of not giving, uh, not, not caring where it went and trusting my fastball, which was fun because I think that I'm, I've been working on my fastball and it's getting better. Like, I feel like my misses are really getting smaller. I feel like my little stuff's getting good. So it's awesome. nice. I mean, you just got to see it here and there. Shane, I got to ask, man. The Hold on, has- real quick. But you said you don't get nervous. You, you, you say you can't replicate nerves on tour when you play regular at home golf. I got to say, though, you, think? you did exercise. You exercised your demons at Phoenix the other day. You I played did. the ninth hole. Well, I know you were nervous. All I right. know you were. I know you were all in your head on nine. You said, I know I'm going to have a I'm hit business driver. call. I'm hit dry. <laughs> I told you I was going to have to take a break at nine. I had to call somebody, whoever, anyone who picked up. No one picked up. Everyone was busy. So I had to make par. It's shot. a miracle. We, we did it. But I go, I'm sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you. You're going to No, I'm just curious, man. Like, so this four ball thing for those who, uh, of you who don't know, the USGA four ball will be played at Chambers Bay next year. But all the qualifying has been going on right now. My caddy, Joe Griner, my buddy, Johnny, they qualified as a team. It's best ball, right? 18 hole qualifier. The worst yeah. two teams <laughs> typically make it from each. So it's a crap shoot. It's a Monday qualifier. It's a gr- it's 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 total grind mode and uh it's dude I let me ask you this because you've played in qualifiers plenty of qualifiers before but I have a I'm having a real hard time mentally with it we didn't qualify okay yeah, so, 40 so, teams. so you guys play you and Ashton our buddy Ashton played Rams Hill the side of your 494 yard drive uh, got a story on that but by the you way guys I'll tell you a little bit la- uh, on Thursday and again, like I said, it's 18 holes. Only two teams make it. It's, it's, they're really hard qualifiers um, for just for everybody out there. Like I look at a lot of the scores because I have a lot of buddies who do it. And it's crazy what it takes to get in. And the teams who get left out, you would imagine, would obviously be a team that makes it. So um, I've been really keen. I was excited for you guys. Um, you guys played all right. It's just they're tough, man. Like I said, it's a Monday qualifier. You have to be hot on the exact right day. So how'd it feel? How was the course? Um, you guys ham and egg be living hell out of it from the well, scorecard. <laughs> well, well, no, well, well, I mean, I, and I would even say we didn't ham and egg it well because we made four bogeys. If we don't make four bogeys, I think we get in or we're okay. on the number. Yeah, so, six would have been the number, yeah. Yeah, so we so we 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 shot two. It was, it was Rams Hill, which is in Borrego Springs, California, which is – you know, you mentioned side of my 400 yard, 490 yard drive. And it's a place I've been a couple of times. It's and I place love everyone's the golf. been everyone's yeah, been. Yeah. The, the golf course, the golf <laughs> course is fantastic. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere, but we were really excited about it. We went out there a couple of days early and played a couple of practice rounds, but you know, 
it's your my mentality when I play golf, Max, is I don't want to make bogeys. Okay, so my mentality is don't if you can avoid the bad stuff, you had a good day. And the mentality for this is just the complete opposite. And I'm having a hard time clicking into that. I'm having a hard time clicking from, you know, go out and play good, solid golf. You know, and you're going to inevitably make your birdies on a par five if you hit it 490, 490 off the tee or, or something like that. But, you know, you it's not like forcing birdies. It's just kind of allowing myself to play. And then when that when those things happen, I just feel like personally my mentality changes and I feel really uncomfortable, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. So, like, the saying is, uh, I think Tiger said it back in the day, but um, my buddy Johnny, who, uh, Joe's partner, used to always say it when he caddy for Andrew Putnam, aggressive swings to conservative targets. So, you pick your target like and make a very aggressive swing. Now, sometimes that might be the pin. Sometimes it might be 30 feet left. Um, even today, I remember thinking it to myself because after I hit it, but I screwed up at 13, par 5, left rough. It's all like, everything's good. Like it fits my ball flight. It fits everything. And I hit a very okay four iron to 50 feet. Um, but I remember walking up to the ball and I said, you did not let yourself be great there. Cause at no point was I comf- like, did, no point did I trust what I was doing to let it go and just hit the ball up there. I guided it and it worked out. I made a four, but at no point did I let myself be great. So, but that, I think that's the tough part to, to your kind of, no, I guess not question, but to your, to your point is, Golf is played in like a stoplight, green light, red light, yellow light. And everyone knows their green lights. It's, you know, let's just say a 90 yard wedge shot. No one's ever thought about playing too far away from that pin. Right. Uh, really wide par five, you send it, whatever. Um, red light, I think a lot of people know that one. And there's a little bit of a fine line there where obviously, let's just say you're playing uh, seven or 18 at Sawgrass, the pin's all the way on the left. No one in their right mind is going straight at that pin. So you're going to pick something very, very conservative. Everyone knows that. But there is a point where once you aim at 30 feet right, you've already aimed it so far right. You don't need to then also make sure you hit it right, right? Like, Don't aim like, right and push it right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like play it to where you just aimed it. And then it comes the yellow light, which is the much more difficult, obviously. It's when you need to be a little bit conservative with your aim and your game plan, but not with your golf swing. I think that's... What you're saying, it makes you uncomfortable is, especially in tournament, you don't get to play a lot of tournaments. I think that's the beauty of this four ball is people don't get to play a ton of golf tournaments, but you get to look at that shot and all of a sudden it has consequence. And it's like, all right, Shane, am I going to be, am I going to be the Shane who aims at three feet left of the pin and then makes a very aggressive swing to that? Or am I going to be the guy who aims at three feet left of the pin, tells myself don't hit it right and then pushes it to 25 feet? Right. And by that's the way, nice. Hey, beauty. by the way, nice lefty uh, vernacular there. Dude, most I, people I got don't my get that right. lefty. I feel like no, I'm I, like half. I lefty. know, but I, my, that that was quick. That was quick. Dude. I'm pretty <laughs> impressed. My dad still parks on the incorrect side of the of the golf ball, and I mean, I've only been around you know his entire life. So, um, yeah, that, that's interesting. I like I like kind of the mentality there. I I didn't play great on uh I didn't play great on Thursday. Ashton uh, Ashton hit a four iron on two. You know, w- one of our big things in this, and you have to do it obviously, is get off get off to a really hot start. Um. Ashton hit four iron on two to like six feet par five for Eagle and uh, Eagle. Yeah. So I was yeah. pretty fired up. Yeah. Yeah. He had an Eagle putt. Didn't go in, made birdie. Um, but uh, it was just one of those days, dude, just back and forth. We couldn't, we just couldn't get anything going. And then you start pressing, you know, then you start trying to, you start trying to, to almost uh, imagine making a birdie, you know, like you're, <laughs> you're, you're almost trying, like it's in your, 
you're like, I, I, I've got to figure out a way to make a birdie. I've got to make a birdie. I have to make a birdie. I, I've got to somehow make drive a green or do something, you know, and, uh, and it just wasn't coming. But uh, you mentioned the 490-yard drive. So uh, we made bogey on fives as par three, and we both made bogey. And so we're back to even for the day because, you know, Ashton made that birdie on two. And the sixth hole is probably the easiest hole on the golf course. It's a very short par five. But there's a whole bunch of bunkers, you know, and you can drive it in any of the bunkers. And if you do, you're in trouble. I hit one and pulled it, Max, and it kind of goes right. And I, I absolutely everything I got in it, you know, and I pulled it probably 10, 15 yards right of my, my line. And right when I hit it, I knew it was going to be good because I just knew that the number to carry that the way yeah. I hit it, I knew it was going to be good. And, you know, Ashton's asking it for it to go, and I kind of knew it was going to be all right. So we see it land, and it was really wet. Uh, you know, it was just kind of soft because, you know, it's just that time of year. So we get up there and I am, I am 150 yards in front of our playing competitors. Okay. The two guys, because they hit it a little left, a smarter drive. Now Ashton pumps one over the bunkers as well. And I'm, I'm like 70 or 80 probably in front of Ashton. And so I hit my second shot on the green. Now Ashton hits a great shot, but it was soft and the ball's on the fringe. He makes the putt for three for Eagle. Okay. So I'm in there. I have about eight feet for Eagle. So he makes it now. I mean, I, I don't have to putt. I'm good. Whatever. Yeah. So I pick it up and I'm walking off and, and my good friend, Darren Bunch is out there. He, he has a deal with Rams Hill. He's always kind of out there taking pictures and just doing his work. And he said, Hey, what he was, cause he was laughing. He's like, Hey, what'd you have in there? And I said, one sixteen. And he goes, the high, the hole's five seventeen. Yeah. He goes, the hole's five seventeen. So you're two for two. On 400 yard drives, it was 401. Max, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's sand, a nice solid sand wedge in. But anyway, it was that of all the things that happened during the day that were shitty. That was a fun thing that had happened. You, and then Max, you, I, you no, have to switch to the Ram driver. Remember the Ram driver? You have to <laughs> yes. Rams Hill Ram driver. Like, <laughs> is Ram still fits. out there? I don't know, man. We gotta bring it back. That's we gotta. Um, bring I don't know if out. I've ever hit one 400. You hit two on the same <laughs> golf course. So we hey we had a great moment and we this is the moment where you truly need a caddy uh, the next hole so let's fast forward to Wednesday Max okay this is the day before our tournament we're playing a practice round and they're dotting <laughs> where the holes are and so the seventh is like one of the easier holes at Rams Hill it's the three eighty three ninety downhill you can drive it down there close to the green or on the green if you smoke one because it's all downhill and it all rolls down towards the front of the green the pin is brutal it's a brutal pin. So Wednesday practice round, Ashton and I, Ashton's a very smart guy, you know, played professional golf and, you know, went to Utah and he does an amazing, he does amazing work. I mean, he's everything you'd want in a partner, right? He's everybody, he's everything you'd want in somebody to talk through about stuff. We're sitting on the green at seven and we both, both go, all right, man, iron off the tee tomorrow. You want a full shot into this flag. Do not under any circumstances <laughs> hit driver. Nobody hit driver are you good with that ashton i'm good are you good with that shane i'm good it's an iron it's a four iron on the hill you'll have 100 yards in do not hit driver and ashton's last famous words are he goes you know i mean you can make five here if you do something stupid so we're coming off eagle at six all fired up couple under he said so uh the the california rules and restrictions you we didn't even have they, they weren't turning in full like printable scorecards it was all through the phone you know obviously because of covid and 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 touching things and all that stuff so he said he looked on his phone and we were two under we were one off the lead at the time now we were early out but we were one off the lead i get on the t max what did i say what do you think i said just take a wild guess what i said on 70 
I'm going to guess you said, hey, Pards, you cool with me hitting driver here? Hey, we get on the tee and there's a little help. And he's like, and I go, a driver, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pound driver down there. I, I kind of whiff it oh, a no. little bit. And it comes up about 50 yards short in a brutal spot. I make five. Ashton makes five. And that, and we keep saying that was kind of the moment because we'd had our good hole. You know, we had our eagle. You've got to make crazy numbers in these things to get through. We had an eagle. Just play normal golf from here on in. And we're probably going to be around four, five, six under, you know, and you make that bogey. And you could just feel it from the both of us walking off like, God damn it. I can't believe we did that. To your point, though, like when you get in those team things, especially the one day qualifiers, you feel like you have to make birdie on every hole. So like every you're hole. trying to find a birdie, even though you can just like let them happen. <laughs> like just I, it's you know, so frustrating. Shane, like you're going to hit it to 10 feet. You right, guys a bad wedge. To 10 feet of two putts from 10 feet. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. It's, oh. it's it's the most mind-numbing part of, like, competitive golf to me. It's like, yeah, Joe and I will be like, all right, like, this hole, if we're not in the fairway, we always lay up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we get in the rough, and we're like, it's pretty good lie. <laughs> well, can you – I've got to bring up something you said to me the other day when we were playing at Phoenix. I, I played well with you the other day. Yeah, you played, played great. You shot and I hit, it, I hit it left on 18. 18's a par 5. And, uh, and I kind of block one left because there's OB right, oh. and I hit a left there a lot. It's just not a great driving roll for it's me. It's not a good lefty kinda, hole, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even Steve Flesh texted me. I remember the first time he played there for the Schwab in a practice He's like, 18's a tough driving hole for us. I was like, yeah, yeah. it's not a great lefty <laughs> hole. Um, so I blocked this thing like 30, 40 yards left of where I'm trying to hit the ball, right? And, uh, and I have this window, and I'm like kind of trying to make the swing with the three wood. There's water right of the green. I've got to hit probably a 240, 250 yard three wood that cuts 50 yards to a green with water, right? <laughs> and I end up laying up and I was walking up with you. And I remember I was telling you, I was like, God, I almost went for it, dude. I was like, I had a little window and you said something that I've, I have been laughing about ever since you said, isn't it amazing that we can miss a shot on a tee 40 <laughs> yards off our line, get up to the ball and it be in a questionable lie and go, I've got a window. I can hit this <laughs> yeah. shot. Like you just had the easy shot that you screwed up. Just this isn't the one time to do it. Yeah, you got to pick your spots. I do it literally. I think Joe said it best. He's like, you always seem to find a hole in the trees. <laughs> He's like, just you are you just hit it in the like you said you hit it off of a tee into the trees. Why are you all of a sudden so confident you can hit a three wood from the rough through a tree? <laughs> you go from hitting a a terrible shot. To now forcing yourself to hit the perfect shot. Literally the perfect, yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're going to take a quick break and be right back. So anyway, it was was a great week at Rams Hill. Uh, We've got to go out there. I know you and I have been talking about it. We're going to go out there and do a podcast from the place one time because I want to take you out. I'm going to try to drag Joe as well if we can make it work. But, uh, they have, I found a couple of new places down there this trip. Um, some kind of like hangout chill places. So uh, I'm all in on it. Uh, and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you're excited. I've got a, I've got something I want to throw your way, Max. Throw it out there like Aaron Rodgers. It's been a couple of episodes since we recorded. But remember when I asked you on the last episode about irons with your putters uh, or with your wedges or with your, your woods? Oh, yeah. So I got this message on our Instagram account. <laughs> this is. This is maybe the best message I've received while, since we started this podcast. So I just <laughs> want to let you know that. This is from Mason. Mason Allberg. 
He said, Shane, I'm a collegiate golfer at Baker University, a small NAIA school in eastern Kansas. I was listening to the latest podcast, and uh, we were talking about that. And he said, I have a teammate who kind of one-ups what we do, okay? He said, uh, we're waiting on the first tee of our conference tournaments. We noticed my teammate had his clubs all messed up in his bag and even had an empty slot. When we asked him why, he said he puts his clubs in a slot with a club that is hot. So if he hit a good shot, (laughs) (laughs) might get better. It might get better. Just prepare yourself. So he said, uh, so if he hit a good shot with a nine iron, he would put more clubs in that slot to warm them up. In addition to this, if he was hitting a club like his driver poorly that day, he would put clubs as far away from that club as possible. His theory here, his theory was the hot club would warm up the others (laughs) And uh, he and that, and they would stay warm throughout the round. Anyway, uh, he said it was really funny to hear that. He said there were points when the guy would have just a, just half his bag would be empty, and all the clubs would be in two slots. Anyway, that is excellent, excellent, insane golfer stuff that I love to hear. That's the dumbest, smartest thing I've ever. <laughs> I have to get this guy on the podcast. Who is, Mason? Send us your friend. We need to know who this guy is. <laughs> The hot slot is what we got to call it. Oh you know my what? God, that's hey, so hey, good. Hey, d- don't sleep on it. There could be a bad company that comes out with this after listening to this podcast. Uh, it just This is the area for the warm it's clubs. Phenomenal. The ones that you are, need 14. Uh, yeah, you need the 14 slots uh, just in case one of your clubs is so up. good. Um, I've got a couple oh, more things before man. we get to flights. One is we have, a, we have a master's hat giveaway that I still haven't done yet. Do you have any ideas of something we should do? I was thinking, you know, like, so I'm trying to think of some funny comment and we could pick the funniest one, but uh, I need well, your if you help. Want, Max. We can, we can do what we, we, you and I do or whatever. It's right here, like, by the way. We always, and it's a beautiful hat. We, we beautiful do the hat. swing roast. I've done swing roast. You've roasted plenty of my swings. I'm sure we could do a swing roast and funniest comment gets good idea. Uh, gets a hat, or we could do something along those lines. Um, what, are, what do you think producer Tim's golf swing looks like? Just judging by his pictures, I don't know Tim. You know, I don't personally, but I don't. I, we haven't met yet, but I've seen his pictures. I imagine Tim hits a lot of shots thin because he's he's skinny fella, <laughs> tall skinny. You know what we might do if Tim's if Tim's down for it, we'll get Tim to video his swing. We'll post it on the get it. That's a great account. idea. And the best comment. See, this is a collab idea. This, this is you is and me just, idea, just smashing our, our, our ever failing Sorry, brains Tim. together. <laughs> um, so if Tim agrees, we will this week, probably on Tuesday, post his video on our get a, at get a grip pod Instagram account and you can roast it. And you we'll need to the best one. Get a grip on Instagram and us as right? well. And us as well. You have to, to have, be following all three. You have to be following yeah. at Shane Bacon at max.homa and at get a grip pod. And if you do yep. all three of those on Instagram and you're really funny and Tim swing sucks, this could be great. If Tim, what if Tim has like, what if Tim looks like Hogan? You know what? Then you just talk, talk about his putting. If it looks like Hogan, <laughs> talk about his putting. <laughs> I'm really glad you le- finally leaned forward. I thought you had the deepest V ever on. No, it's like a, it, this is a, uh, like a Henley. It, yeah. It's kind of like a, it's like a, um, crew neck, but like wide. It wouldn't look so wide if I wasn't so big. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the golf band line. Is, <laughs> it looks better when a, I stand up. Don't hey, don't roast me, man. Yeah, no, can, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. That's my hat. bad. I'll that's get you that's a my hat. bad. Give me a master's <laughs> hat. That's all want. I know. So 
Um, follow that. Uh, two more kind of housekeeping things. Uh, I mentioned already we're going to do a junior golfer Q&A podcast next week. Only questions from junior golfers. If you have a junior golfer in your life or know of one that would have a question for a PGA Tour winner, a PGA Tour player, and his moron uh, co-host, then send them our way. The email <laughs> is getagrippod at gmail.com. And just make sure you include uh, the junior golfer's name and age. And if you want to, how long they've been playing. But we're just going to answer a whole bunch of junior questions. We already have a whole bunch in the hopper. So if you've got a good one, send it our way to that email address. And last thing, uh, it is holiday season. I don't know if you knew that or not. Gift idea for holiday season, some Get a Grip merch. You can find that at imperialsports.com. We have shirts, we have hats, and that's what we've got. So get a golfer or even anybody. You know what? A golfer or anyone that's pro comfortable shirt because the shirts are very comfortable. Yeah, to so be fair, that most a- of my friends have been wearing it are not golfers. <laughs> they just like the shirt. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, go to flights. What do we got? You got a flight? Well, I just this wasn't to fit in my flight, but it fit in my uh, notes app that says uh, the segments portion. The Puerto Rico curse is broken. Shout out to Done. Victor Hovland. For those who didn't know, no one, literally no one has won the Puerto Rico tournament and won any other event that was not the Puerto Rico event. Michael Bradley won the Puerto Rico event twice, but today we had Emiliano Grillo, uh, Tony Finau, and Victor Hovland had won there. They were all in the hunt. Victor Hovland got the job done, broke the curse. Uh, But I think the biggest news of all this, not, it's not Victor Hovland. It's Tony Finau. I think he wins a major with his next win. I think that this is, I think this was as important for Tony as it was for Victor. This is my hot take. I don't know if that's true, but this is, it's on the skillet. I'm pressing a little, so it's sizzling. This is it. Tony Finau wins a major (laughs) next. His next win is a major. If Tony Finau wins the masters in April, well, if he beats you in a playoff, and good luck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm real confident right now, Tony. Um, and uh, and if you're Puerto Rico, is that your ad campaign for the year? Is your ad campaign like 100%. you could win the Masters if you come play here? Hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, I get Andres Gonzalez told me this story. Ryan Moore uh, is a big tinkerer of like clubs and clothes and pretty much everything I think. And Ryan Moore and him are really good friends. They went to college at UNLV together. And in uh, in college, Ryan qualified for the Masters. I think he won the Publix or the USAM or he won everything. To be fair, he won both. He won. Okay, so one of those two you signify with his birth to the Masters, whatever. Well, Andres caddied for him, and Andres said that the week of, he went to like a golf store, like a Roger Dunn or something, and got some Tiger Shark putters, like 20 bucks. And he went out to Augusta and ended up leading the field in putting for the week with this Tiger Shark putter. And apparently for the ye- for the rest of the year, Tiger Shark's grips said the number one putter at the master. Come on. <laughs> that's the story. I'm sick of doing it because that's what Dre said. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm into it. The, the number one, their grip has it on there. That's really yep. funny. I always love, it's always great when the companies have to dance around, you know, not using the name or or gotta be careful. Just yeah. Have to say. yeah, you gotta be, gotta be really careful. Oh, I have one more um, segment. I wanted to bring this up. I'll make this as fast as possible because we're already getting kind of long. But I've been, I've been irked Shane a little bit okay. about, about you know, this is a sports podcast, so this is not, this is not just golf. Um, I'm not saying that my Cal Bears were going to make any national championship. So please throw that out the window. We did beat the Ducks, Oregon Ducks. No big deal. But we would have lost it. We would have not have made the playoffs. We wouldn't have made anything. My point is, is I hear a lot of the people, a lot of golfers from the South, 
the Alabamas, the whatever Big Twelve schools. They're all Coastal they're all Carolinas. These, yeah, they're all. Yeah, well, they ain't making either. But they're, they're not all from all. these. They're see. This is the this is the entire point. Stop calling it a national championship. Stop calling it the playoffs, please. Let's just have a season. If you're if your conference wants to have a conference championship, just have it. But please stop telling me that. Oh, they're they're close to the playoffs. What playoffs? My college has played four games. <laughs> four. Well, this year, you just this said year. nine and oh. Like this is the dumbest thing to me. Like, can we just have a very enjoyable year? Like, and and to the people who may say like asterisk for the Dodgers or the Lakers, they played a real season of sports. Right, like they, they, they the played how it things. goes. Yes, but all the other teams play their games. And right yeah. now we have a team where like Justin Fields scored a touchdown. I saw some tweet that said Justin Fields after Justin Fields after two weeks finally scores a touchdown. It's like this is what we're excited about that like one of the best players in all of college football scored a touchdown because he had to take a week off. Like he's played five games. Like we also have another team. I think somewhere in Texas has played 10 games. Like I said, Cal has played four games. Like this isn't a season. Yeah. ASU locally here, you know, my arch rival, if you will, but Arizona's football team is just <laughs> They're awful. bad this year. They They're are very bad. awful. They were on <laughs> national television last night, which actually bums me out when that's the case. Um, I used to like yearn for it. Now I'm like sad when it happens. No, please but, take uh, us off. I think ASU ASU's played like two games. I think. Yeah, we I were mean, supposed to play. We by UCLA. Got drummed. Ran out of the building. <laughs> hey Max, before we get to flights, I, I got to bring up uh, uh, something on the pod we hadn't talked about in a long time. I just looked it up. Popped in my head. I'm scared. The Aon Risk Reward Challenge is back, Max. Is it actually? Uh, December third through the sixth. Guess what hole? Oh, my God dang it. Uh, what would be risk or 13? 13 the number. How'd you play it this week? Best two scores. What do we got? Uh, birdie, birdie. There you go. I'm Here it comes. 2020 is the year. Aon. We all know where I etch the, etch the trophy now. Write the check. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> the There's nobody in the world in that's it. better at risk rewards than Max Homa. Uh, does never knows what hole it is. Never knows what hole it is, but he'll play it well. That's how good he is. That's that's how how deep he thinks. I'm um, so into the risk and reward that I don't even I don't even think about what hole it is. I'm so ready to just risk it all on all every the time. <laughs> every this goal, first hole is like three. This first hole is three seventy par four with a creek short. You're like, I got to figure out one way to play at risk reward. It might be the hole. I'm gonna lay it on the sprinkler head. It's gonna hop <laughs> it on the green. We're charting it out, Shane. Please tell me you have a dumb idea. I have a good idea. I have a good idea. I think you'll so agree a dumb with this. Idea. I, I think you're going to agree with my good idea, though. That's the problem here. <laughs> I think it's a dumb um, idea. All right. I, I think we need to both retire and replace the term moving day. I, yeah, I'm all in on that. Yeah. Um, every, day for, day. every day for professional golfers, a moving day. You can, you can move any day up and down, sideways, potentially. I don't know how that would work, but. I'm sure you Matt can do can it. figure out a way. You can do it. I hate hearing the term moving day. I hate hearing <laughs> it. I hate the fact that occasionally I will say moving day. I hate yeah, I it coming it out too. of my mouth. I hate thinking about it. I hate thinking about the term. We just, we're done. We're done, done, done. Let's figure out a term to replace moving day. Come up with something that can like be punny with Saturday or the third round or something, but moving day is moving day is stupid. It's, it's up there with less than driver. In my opinion, <laughs> your All thoughts, right, I'm out. No more moving day. 
Uh, Saturday is just Saturday. Saturday's just another day. Let's real quick. We're going to role play, Max. I'm going to be an interviewer Whoa, to you. Let's get, let's get freaky. <laughs> <laughs> it's late, late in the pod. I'm interviewing you. Okay. And uh-huh, you just shot, uh-huh. you just shot. You, <laughs> what am I wearing? <laughs> <laughs> that deep V. It just keeps going down. You never know when it stops. So you shoot 61 on Saturday. Okay, here we go. Here's the interview. Matt, here with Max Homa. Uh, very, very popular social media presence. Didn't know if you knew that. Uh, Max, great round on moving day. Uh, what day? Today's Saturday. Thank you. I need you. I need you as well in on this. I need you calling it out. Uh, so that's that's my uh, my good idea. Um, my my best shot I saw this week that I didn't see. So I guess kind of doesn't really go with the theme was uh, Ashton's iron on two. I was I was in trouble right in that four ball qualifier. It's yeah, part five, very easy part five. And um, I'm walking up to meet him because I I'd hit my third shot kind of up by up by the greenside bunker. So I mean I'm kind of trying to get it up and down for par. And um, I'm walking up and I look over. I'm like, how'd you do? And he's just got this grin. Yeah. You know? He's just got that like, slide uh-huh, grin. Uh-huh. And I'm like, good? And he's like, ah. and it's it's way back, right? And he told me after, he's like, I think I thought it might have gone in. So oh. I just was going to get up there and just see if there was no ball. But it was an awesome shot. So that was my best shot. Um, I would like you to run through some flights you have. Because most of our flights, unfortunately, have been about your tournament rounds and then yeah you know we don't have any tournament golf right now yeah, i haven't had a lot and i've been playing all the days uh best shot i saw someone hit tony Finau made a hole in one today and did not break his ankle or this week and did not break his ankle Huge. That was exciting for didn't run after parties it. nope just stayed there you know just kind of held his ground as smart um, uh, so, Ray, real quick on the hole in one front uh my buddy rj opeka who was a, a great player in his own right don't you love that nice. uh, not a caddy he um He's playing in the member member at Phoenix Country Club this weekend with Andrew, with our buddy Andrew Omer. Uh, first hole of the tournament was number two at Phoenix, and RJ made a hole in one. On the yeah, first so you just walk off. Member. Let's leave. See you done. in the bar. That's it. I'm done. That's it. Yeah. We didn't. I don't care if we win or lose this thing. Nope. That's the only way to. We just that, won. <laughs> I'm, I played the. I played this member member literally perfect. My buddy Casey's still to this day playing against uh, his brother Chris. Um, he made a double eagle on his 17th hole one day. He was they were they were playing stroke play, so he would they were even. He went up three through 17, makes double eagle through obviously three under albatross for all you fancy folk. Next hole makes a triple bogey. They push dead even, and he says to this day he wishes he would have quit golf after that 17th hole and never touched the club again <laughs> because it has been downhill ever since. Um, my uh, my flight first. I have a dumb idea. Finally. Yeah, nice. Let's hear it. We, uh, considering given the week, we should just play mud balls all the time. It would be wild. Ooh. The golf ball, I mean, the mud on the on the ball this week was insane. Like, you could get an entire, like, side of your golf ball. Today on the 18th hole, I had a good second shot, um, lands on the green, and I can't see it. So I, I, I asked Joe, I'm like, dude, is that on the back of the green? Because I didn't, you know, it, didn't, it felt like it was going to be, you know, 20, 20-ish feet. And he goes, no, I think it's just past pin high. And I'm like, are you sure? I can't even see the ball. And I get up there and I realize I can't see the ball because the entire front side of it is mud. Like, it's just black. So I, it would be pretty hilarious. This is why it's a dumb idea. But it would be pretty hilarious to play the entire day with just mud all over your golf ball. Because the ball can do anything. For those who play uh, play this game at home, 
uh, mud's on the right side of the golf ball. The ball just goes dead left, like mega screams left. left. Opposite, obviously. <laughs> no one knows what it does. If the ball, if the mud's on the front or the back, no one knows. Tiger Woods doesn't know. So, have you ever lied about a mud ball? If you knew you're on TV and you hit a horrible shot, have you ever been like mud ball? No, I, I wish I was on TV enough to say that, but I have not been, and I wouldn't lie. I'm, I'm, uh, I, I would, mean, I, 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 maybe I'll add it to my repertoire. Oh, I have an idea. I have, I have a call for this. I have an idea for this. Let Do me it know. at the open. Do it at the open. You know, <laughs> it's super luck. firm and dry. Just, just like seventeen, you hit a shot left. Mud ball. What is you should this? Say it, say it when you putt next time. Mud ball. <laughs> Wind got me. Um, do you have any like more that. flights? I really like that. Uh, I like that a lot. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. Um, what was your toughest on course decision of the week, Max? Uh, I actually thought it was, um, uh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday I was playing pretty well, uh, on the front or the, on the back, my front nine shot three under number one's a pretty tough, uh, tough hole. If you don't hit the fairway, I miss it left in the trees. And we had like a window to hit like a crazy shot, but, um, you know, I've been hitting my wedge as well. I decided to pitch it out. I made bogey anyways, but it was nice to like <laughs> not be an idiot. So, <laughs> you know, like it was just pitch it out. We have, you know, 90, a hundred yards. Uh, as Joe said, just trust your wedge play. You've been hitting your wedges. Great. I hit it to 12 or so feet, missed the putt, but, um, I, I felt guess good to make the smart decision. Yeah. It's easy to say I could have hit that shot up there you know, made par, but it's also easy to say I could have hit it out of bounds and made triple. So um, it was nice to go through the thought process and decide that, you know, based off of, you know, the, the rest of the week, the, the, the wedge play was good. So it's like, how about we just make this easy on ourselves? We're going to have a par putt. Let's, let's, let's not overcomplicate this. And so that was kind of the toughest uh, decision of the week out here. Like I said, mostly you're just, you know, once you keep it between the trees is there's not a lot of like big decisions. <laughs> so that was one of the few ones where I felt like we had to like talk through what we were going to do. How was, uh, how was your early week COVID test? Like with pretty just standard or so this tough? is, this is one of my flights. So this was the worst thing I heard this week. So as ev- <laughs> everyone knows, the first thing we do when we get on site, is we take a COVID test and for, you know, every week I've been here, I guess Bermuda was a little different. We had to do both nostrils, but typically it's just one nostril, get your test two hours later. This week I'm walking to the area where they're doing it. And I walk by Pat Perez. This is the worst thing I heard this week. And Pat Perez, who I'm friendly with, Arizona guy, he says, I'm pretty sure that guy in door number two has done jail time. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what? <laughs> He's like, that was not gentle in the least. And then I walk about 10 more steps and Graham McDowell is like hands on knees, like wheezing. And I was like, what? And he goes, that was awful. So now all of a sudden the height becomes like a lot, you know, you're, you're overthinking it. And then we start to find out that they're doing both nostrils and your throat. 
And now I'm getting like, I'm getting the spins. I'm getting nervous. The The questionnaire we had to fill out before we like took the test or, or had to answer was like, do you get nosebleeds often? Like, <laughs> do you have a deviated septum? I'm like, how far are we going in this thing? So I end up, you know, we I go in there. Gino Benali, uh, for people who don't know, Joel Damon's caddy. Everyone should should you know be as close of friends as you can with him. He's the best dude on the planet. But he has a he was high anxiety that day. He said he's got a gag reflex. He doesn't like stuff in his nose. He's pretty much just the worst person you could ever imagine to have a COVID test. He's with me. Uh, we're waiting on you know what's about to happen. And I came out and it was bad. I'm not going to lie, guys. It was bad. I mean, that was, I, the way I, I kind of like summed it up was it's not so much that it hurt, although it did in my nose. I was also just more curious that my nose could go that deep. Like, right. Like how far up can you go? Yeah. You hear they connect, you know, somewhere in the, in your throat, your nose does go back there. You don't believe it. It seems to, I mean, your, your nose holes are down here. Like, what, how far back could it really go? Like, it I can go like this and can't see anything. Yeah. Like, it's dark up there. There's so not I much. told, so I finished, I told G- Gino, I walked right by him. I didn't want to tell him I was because it was bad. And Gino comes running after me, goes, you have to tell me I was. And I told him and then he got scared. It was bad. I got back to my hotel room. I was telling my wife, Lacey, how bad it was. And she, uh, she was laughing at me, obviously. Um, but like, Cause she's done, you know, tons of these COVID tests too, but she hasn't had one that was like awful yet. This one was for me, it was bad. This was like nothing I do COVID wise, like COVID test wise will ever top this. Like it, it was insane. That guy, hey, the guy that made the guy that gave you his test through his fastball is what you're telling he me. Gave he gave me through the fastball. He, he was a Raldis Chapman. That thing was 102. <laughs> and I don't think it was down the middle. It was up and away. It hurt me, but I told her, I said, I can, I I told her, I said, I could taste like I could feel the cotton swab. By the way, that was also, it's a cotton swab. So it's thicker. I could taste it and feel it in the back of my throat, but I couldn't tell you if it was from my nose or my throat. Like it was that bad. It was the worst of all time. So as Pat Perez said, that guy may have done jail time. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, By the way, Gino, who is to Max's point, a great follow on social media. Uh, his last name is spelled B-O-N-N-A-L-I-E, Gino Benelli. <laughs> and, um, right. If you follow, and that's all together on on Twitter. He's a great Twitter follow. Uh, he has an unbelievable picture of Joel, uh, of Joel, don't don't call me Dom and Damon, <laughs> on, a, on, on a bike to, before the final round today that I think, uh, if nothing else, you'll, you'll want to see an occasional co-host of this here podcast. Uh, Max, great playing, man. Do you have any more uh, flights, Shane? Because t- I have one last one. Oh, I do. I do not have anything else. I'd love to hear what you Here's have. a quick one. Adam Long um, played great this week. Uh, we have the same. I'm going to say PT for you because you hate when I say physio. Um, he's on the table on. Sat- yeah, yesterday, Saturday, and uh, he had apparently shot 29 on that on the front nine. So I walked in that, you know, he and Edward say, hey, great plan. I say, thank you. And then. Adam's next thing he says. So the second thing he told me was, why'd you only shoot three under on the front nine? And I didn't get it. So I was like, I, I don't know. And then I was, and then Edward goes, he shot seven under, uh, seven under on the front nine. I'm like, Oh, cool. Thanks Adam. <laughs> really cool. Yeah. I guess we can't all, all be that good, but. 
300 felt good for me. Were you like, wait, what? What are you saying to me? I thought I played well. Yeah, it's like, oh, so this is like a bit? Are we doing a bit? When you say good playing, you were joking? You were, you were setting me up. I got it. Now, yeah, you I, now it, I'm I there. Now. now I'm here. Um, and, I, and also, just to remind yeah, I got this it is now. a physio Sweet free podcast, joke. So, um, The word physio. Free, free of this podcast forever. No, no, no mention uh, ever again. Max, great playing. Uh, pump for you. <laughs> Physio free. <laughs> um, what? Uh, when do you, Where are you going now? You returning? You going to get out of town for a little bit? What are you going to do? Shane, I come back to Arizona. I've I've heard it's cold, which is a welcome, welcome sight. I mean, cold is extremely relative. Trust me. Okay. But it's, well, uh, it's Lacey chilly, it was cold, which means it was sixty-seven degrees. Uh, this morning, went on a walk with my son and my dog and my wife. And my wife li- literally said to me as we were walking out the door, are you sure it's not too cold for the dog? And it was like wow. 54 degrees. It was 54 degrees. <laughs> so I think, I think Harlow is going to handle it. I think Harlow is going to handle it. Hey, first event with the dog head cover. First event with the Scotty head cover, huh? And Lacey loves it. The three was good. It behaved. I think the head cover might be the magic. They all had a couple of technical issues in that podcast. Hopefully it didn't affect your listening, but uh, cutting in and out. Welcome to, um, you know, a podcast recording with a pro athlete who is not in the continental area. That's what's going to happen. But uh, thanks so much for listening. A couple of reminders. Uh, We have a podcast next week where it's going to be just junior golfer question and, uh, and answers from us. If you have a question from a junior golfer, please include their name, their age, and email it to getagrippod at gmail.com. And also a reminder, on Tuesday at our Instagram page at getagrippod, we'll post producer Tim's golf swing. Uh, Could be good, could be bad, we'll see. And we'll allow you all to roast the swing for a chance to win a very spiffy and very clean and had I kind of won a steal master's hat that Max was kind enough to grab at Augusta National. And uh, we'll send some other goodies in there as well. Some get-a-grip koozies, stickers, uh, probably a get-a-grip hat, maybe some tees. So there'll be uh, some additional bonuses in that little package. But uh, make sure you jump on that. Follow all the accounts you have to follow. And uh, we'll be back next week. Max told me, as I mentioned to him, we had some technical issues. He said, please yell, wash your hands in uh, into the mic. So I'm just, to save your ears, I'm just going to say, wash your hands. Get a grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.